God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. I don't know about you, but I, I love seasons. I love the change of weather. I love the change of pace. I love the change sometimes of even the kind of work I am doing. I, I love seasons. Uh, I love summer. Uh, I, I, I love fall. I, I love, I love all the seasons quite honestly. So we recently here just began what we might call our fall season at Bill Rice Ranch. And I asked, uh, my friends one morning, Hey, have you thought much about fall? Well, most of us have, if I were to say, have you thought about sports? Well, a lot of us this time of year, were thinking about football or maybe soccer. If you're not really into real sports, just kidding. Um, you know, maybe you're, you're in sports and you're thinking about some kind of sport that comes with the fall weather. Maybe you thought about food, apples and apple pie and pumpkins and pumpkin pie and, and the food that comes with the fall. Maybe you've thought about the weather, the, the cooling of the days and the nice crisp mornings and, and so on, the change of the leaves. In any event, I, I do love seasons. And, and Numbers 28 is a, a chapter, actually Numbers 28 and 29 is um, somewhat uh, about seasons in the sense that it is a, a, a new generation being taught the religious calendar in Israel. And so you have both the regular offerings and the annual feasts that were to be recognized by the nation of Israel. Now, to, to you and me, these can be boring details. You know, whenever you get into some chapter that deals with details, whether it's a genealogy or the offerings that were to be offered by Israel to God, or the tabernacle, or some other such thing. It's funny because details to, to you and to me oftentimes are boring, and yet they can't be boring to God. Otherwise, he wouldn't have wasted the space to put all of this in the Bible. I mean, anyone you know, if you get into a conversation and they have great detail with which they answer your questions, or unsolicited they give you information, it obviously is something in which they're very interested so in Numbers 28 and 29, a new generation is taught the religious calendar. Again, both the regular and the, the annual. Now, three things to note here. Number one, these celebrations were to God. They weren't for the people of Israel. They were from the people of Israel to God, for God. Verse 2 says, Command the children of Israel and say to them, My offering and my bread, for my sacrifices made by fire for a sweet savor unto me shall ye observe to offer unto me in their due season. So this is a, these are chapters of seasons. These are chapters of sacrifices. And these are chapters of the preeminent God, God Jehovah, who alone was worthy for these sacrifices. So these sacrifices were to God. The New Testament says, therefore, what, whatsoever ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Second thing you notice when you read these two chapters is that these sacrifices and feasts were to be with others. Uh, in chapter 28, uh, verse 16, the Bible mentions, um, pardon me, verse 18, the Bible mentions what's called a holy convocation, that is, a coming together for a word. Um, a holy convocation. That is, they weren't to do it alone. They were to do it with others, with, with the rest of the people of the nation of Israel. And it was a special time. It was a set-apart time. It was a holy time. In chapter 29, verse 35, the Bible calls these solemn assembly. 
So the point is, this was not just something, well, what is religion to you? How do you feel? How do you worship God? This was not a question for these people. God told them how they were to worship, and they were, were, were to worship t- together. Um, today, the Bible tells us that we're to... Um, we're not to neglect the gathering together of one another as a body of believers. In, in short, church is important for this very reason. Third thing uh, I think is worthy of seeing is that they were to worship God after the manner. So the worship was to God, it was with others, and it was after a certain manner. Chapter 29, verse 37 says that their sacrifice, for instance, their offerings, were to be according to their number after the manner. That is, it was prescribed by God. It wasn't something that they had to wonder about or, or um, come up with on their own. It was after the manner. Now, here's the bottom line. I think that that uh, struck me today, and that is very simply this: build your seasons around God. Various offerings, various feasts, various sacrifices. All of them to God, with others, and after the manner given. But the point here is that whatever the season, build your seasons around God. Look, it's fall, so you're thinking about food and sports and weather. What about God? We have so totally disjointed God from the universe that he has created, and that is not the way it is to be. Look, let me give you three examples, okay? Vacation. Now, I'm going on vacation soon because I always do this certain particular time of year. Okay, there's a difference between, technically speaking, a vacation and what our friends, I believe, in England would call a holiday. The word holiday comes from the words holy day. In other words, it's not just a break. It is a break with a purpose for a reason. Um, holy, holy days. The Bible mentions 17 times in these chapters, chapters 28 and 29, offerings and so on that were, that were called, quote, regular or ordinary or continual. That, that's the point. So there, there is a time when we are to, the Bible says, do no manner of servile work. That is no common work. There were days and there were times and there were seasons that were set apart to God. So look, on vacation, that's not the time to take a vacation from God, to take a vacation from thinking, to take a vacation from God's Word. No, vacation is very important. You know, I didn't realize how important a vacation was to my dad and mom growing up, but I do now. Now, when I say they took it seriously, I don't mean that it was a, uh, you know, a somber time per se. I just mean it was a wonderful, relaxing, refreshing time, but it had a purpose. And the purpose was that we might better serve God. So there's a difference between a vacation and a holiday, or I should say a holy day. Second of all, I would say there's a difference between a party and a celebration. Now, I've, I've mentioned this many a time, but let me just say it again. Um, a party needs only an excuse A celebration demands a reason. Uh, Recently, on Sunday afternoon, I was driving the back roads around my home. It was after church on Sunday morning. And I was shocked at all the people out, even on the back roads on Sunday afternoon. I often drive the the back roads on Saturday afternoons in the summer or spring, or maybe even sometimes early fall. Just, it's a relaxing time. We go out and we picnic. We, We just drive the back roads. And on Saturdays, they can be relatively vacant. But on Sunday, I don't normally drive around on Sunday, but on Sunday, everyone and their brother was out. And I thought to myself, where are all these people going? And I'm not trying to be harsh, but to most of these people, Sunday was just another day. 
There's nothing special about it. Look, if you know God, take Sunday seriously. For that matter, take Saturday seriously. Don't squander your time. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't sleep in. I'm saying you shouldn't squander your time in, in purposelessness. I'm to rest. I'm to recharge. I'm to refresh. And Sunday, look, I, I'm not going to get what I should out of Sunday morning if I stay up really late on Saturday night. So I should take Sundays seriously. There's a difference between a vacation and a holy day. There's a difference between a party and a celebration. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying that you should not call it vacation. I'm on vacation. That's fine. But I'm just simply saying in your mind, there should be something where you don't take God out of your life. Build your seasons around God. And finally, I would just say there's a difference between a routine and a ritual. A routine can simply be, be a habit. It can be a mindless thing that has no reason or purpose. Sometimes things that should be ritual, that is a, a, a habit with a purpose, with a significance, um, those rituals become just routine, like thanking the Lord for the food. Now, I think you should thank the Lord for the food. That should be a habit, but it ought to be a habit with a reason. It ought to, it, there ought to be some ritual to it. Uh, I talked to a, someone recently who uh, talked about her prayer walk in the morning. She took a prayer walk. Well, she was just walking, but she called it a prayer walk because while she was walking, she was talking and she was talking to the one who made her. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Habits are automatic. Most of us don't even know what habits we have, but rituals recognize the presence of God. So rituals are important to God and they ought to be important to you. Vacation, party, routine, or holiday, celebration, and ritual. Build your seasons around the living God.